Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to the next episode of The Jewel Case, hijacked by my good self, The Only Pony. I'm here in the company of a company that I know very well, a company I've shared many the festival lineup, and most importantly, a company I admire greatly. It is, of course, Belfast's own Tumble Circus! Yeah, not just one of them, there's four of them in the room. I'm going to get them to introduce themselves individually. Here we have... Hello, I'm Henrik. From, where are you from, Henrik? From Sweden originally, but I live in Dublin now. And word on the street is you live in a boat. Yeah, I live in a boat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, down in Dublin for four years now, yeah. OMG. <laughs> and next we have... I'm Ali Strange, and I'm from England. Yeah, and then we have... My name's Ken, I'm from Balbriggan. Balbriggan, the exotic Balbriggan. And then we have... My name's Angelique. I'm from Australia and Switzerland, and I live in Belfast. You're a very international company, yet you're based here in Belfast. But... Well, yeah, we, uh, we're based, we've we been based out of Belfast for 20 years. Myself and Tina set up the company 20 years ago in Dublin and moved up here for... Um, we got offered some work to work with the Belfast Community Circus. And never left? Uh, well, we tour a lot, so we do leave a lot. We leave Belfast a lot and we tour to places like Australia and we've toured in France and all over Europe and Germany, Italy, Croatia. We've been to America as well a bit. And um, Wow. Yeah, so we, we, we've we used Belfast as a base. Belfast has been a great base, and it's been great to be here for the last 20 years and see see some amazing changes the city has experienced and to be part of it. We've also done a lot of uh, teaching and doing workshops. And you're truly part of it this Christmas because, excitingly, you're presenting Winter Circus. That's right. This year, we will be putting our tent up in Ryder Square, right across from the cathedral in the cathedral quarter. Uh, we How did it last exciting. year. exciting. We're very excited about it. I am so very excited. excited. We're going to be doing it. family shows during the day, uh, which we did last year. It was just so much fun. Like when so many people turned up and had a and great time. And you sold out, I think. We sold out. Not all the shows, but a bunch of the shows we sold out. And last year, we also did evening shows. And this year, we'll be doing evening shows again, which we're going to have a full bar. Which leads you to the most exciting news of all, Ken. Well, I just said the full bar. Oh, you mean the other bit? The, oh, the other, other bit, bit yeah. Ken. Pizzas, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, pizzas. That's right. Yes, and after that, Ken, the most exciting part. The carpets? Oh yeah, we got carpets yes, laid down on the floor. Yes, keep going, the Ken. Pizza. Uh, oh, sorry, I totally forgot. We've also got heating. It's a fully heated big top, ladies and gentlemen. Fully that heated, so you right. can enjoy your pizza and your pint and your circus. But actually, there is one more very, very special thing that we've got this year. We have a very exciting, exciting addition to our evening shows. Yeah, it's very exciting. We've we've looked around. We've been looking around long and hard over the year for something something unique something special something that'll make our shows stand out something something that'll make them special something that'll make people remember these shows for the rest of their lives something truly truly brilliant and unfortunately we couldn't find that so then we asked Leone Pony if she'd come along and MC Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Ken. I'm I'm honoured. I'm honoured to be invited to host the exciting evening cabaret. Yeah, we're very excited to have you there. Yeah, I'm very excited to be there as well. Uh, the scary thing is, folks, that you stick the tent up tomorrow. That's that's correct, yeah. Uh, yeah, it goes up tomorrow. We're all uh, going on site onto Writer's Square at about uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, mark out the tent, and then we're going to... Um, Wednesday 6th of December. Come down and watch the tent go up. 100% chance of rain. <laughs> there's gonna be a heat wave. There's a heat wave, so uh, bring a sun cream. There's a heat wave. Don't lie, Ali. Twelve degrees. Twelve degrees. 12 degrees. An, 12 degrees. an Irish heat wave. Yeah, <laughs> twelve degrees is an Irish heat wave. Yeah. 
And I did a gig with you during the summer in the Ergel Arts Festival up in Malin in Donegal. And it's the first time I have done a show in the Big Top. And what struck me so much about the Big Top is it's how incredibly self-sufficient you are. You come along and put up your own venue. I arrived there and there's no venue manager. There's no backstage help. There's no, there's no one. You're completely and utterly on your own. Do you like having it that way? Does that appeal to you to be self-sufficient or... Is that part of the thrill or is it just a necessity? What do you what do you think, Ken? Well, Angelique is jumping in for an answer here. In, yeah. Oh, that was part of the charm of circus, isn't it? The old, how it started is the circus would turn up in a village and you'd just turn up one night, the tent would go up, they'd just pop up. And there's just this world that turns up in this village. Yeah, you're right. That is exciting. Yes, but it's also I mean, quite—it's also yes, kind of quite traditional, though, isn't it? I mean, that's, yeah, but I you're mean, not traditional circus. We're not traditional circus now, but we uh, de- we define ourselves as non-traditional circus. But, but it's I think only a letter out. It's only well, yes, yeah, three letters added: non, n-o-n, <laughs> non-traditional. Yeah, so we're not that far away from traditional. Non to be confused with not. Not no, but similar. Yeah. See what I do there? Ali, yeah. it's, not, it's not great. It's not my yeah. best work. Okay, moving no. on. Aren't you glad I'm emceeing your evening cover? Right? Yeah, I'm fine. worried now. It's fine. And what can people expect at the shows this year? What are we going to see? Ali, will you at last do a handstand act? <laughs> <laughs> can I just, um, can I point out to your listeners that Ali, Ali has a degree in handstands. I mean, who has that? I studied for three years uh, in London and uh, can still, still won't hire me. So uh, I'm going to do an aerial hoop number. Instead, yes. Uh, when, instead of uh, Ali doing her handstands, you will get to see Ali's hoop number. Uh, I hate you, Ken Fanning. You're the most <laughs> annoying man I've ever met. Not only did you give me a shit intro, you're after saying stuff like we're going to see her hoop. Moving swiftly on to Angelique. <laughs> Ken, Where Angelique, we are going to rig a tight wire in the tent. Oh, that's your second that's one, time, one of your specialities. Second tight wire. time ever in the big top tight wire. Yes, one of my specialties. Did trapeze last year. We're going to put aerial hoop in instead. We're going to have lovely Ellie here on the hoop. Um, but yeah, your your act, the single point trapeze, which is kind of hard to explain. But I saw that act last year in the Dublin Fringe as part of Tumble Circus's Unsuitable, and I made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. I mean, it's quite incredible the way you can chuck yourself around in the trapeze. Now I know why you're nicknamed Reckless Ross. But then in person on the ground, I find you so serene. <laughs> You're so quiet and serene, and yet on a trapeze, you're an animal. Um, thank you. Talk, talk us to that, Angelique. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. You want my, my childhood, my um, <laughs> story? Here's but my story. I'll speak for a little while. Well, I guess what I'm asking is circus a way for you to release the beast? I uh, know circus is interesting, isn't it? It's um, I've met quite a few people like this. There are quite a few people can't speak so they <laughs> <laughs> interpret what, what you can they... see dear listeners is she's flapping her hands in a circle to try and find the words to express what yeah we just do handstands instead we just swing from the roof to kind of tell people what we're trying to yeah express. maybe this is why you don't do podcasts is because you can get up at a single point trapeze and chuck yourself around and then come down to the ground again and your hair falls around your face really I perfectly think, I, I think what what she's saying is that if you really want to understand angelique reckless ross <laughs> come down to winter circus <laughs> Yeah. And here, Henrik, Henrik, man on the boat. What What is your speciality? I think my, my speciality would be base in hand-to-hand and partner acrobatics. Okay, yeah. So that would mean that I would be 
the one throwing someone else around and uh, lifting them up in handstands. And, like and poor Ali here. Yeah, Ali, yeah. And how did you start in circus? I start, well, I started an early age as a gymnast in Sweden and I was competing quite a bit and I was doing it a lot. And then I, I quit, but I always kept it up and always kept doing flips and handstands. And with circus, I just kind of picked it up. Uh, I started with street performance before I even understood even a thing about any kind of crowd building or anything like this that's so essential. You were, pretty, you were pretty, you had a brass neck, as they say. Oh, yeah, I did terrible street shows like in China and uh, in Singapore and Russia and stuff like this. But and did that manage to support you? Could you afford to? Yeah, 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 I could make a little bit of money, yeah. To keep you going. Yeah, it was really bad shows when I think back of it, but it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, it's a good education yeah. in a way. Yeah, and then I started just training more and got more into acrobatics and, and other other things in circus. And Ali, your background is also in gymnastics, is that true? Yeah, that's true. Uh, most of my childhood and then on and off until I started circus um, at the ripe young age of 21. Um, and yeah, I've... Does circus take... differ massively from gymnastics? My impression of competitive gymnastics... And the philosophy that goes with that compared to yeah, it's, being a circus artist. Uh, well, once you've gone through gymnastics, uh, circus is quite fun because gymnastics are very um, serious and it's quite scary actually competing. It's like terrifying. But circus, when you get to be on stage, it's just it's quite a release and it's really fun and you're not being judged for things. You're actually just trying to share something with the audience instead of hiding mistakes that have been really, really... And speaking of seeing you on stage, when I watch your stuff, I think of how... I think of how incredibly feminist your work is and whether you mean it to be that way or not. Because when I watch your stuff, all the girls and boys... The girls and boys. The men and the women. <laughs> they're all as strong as each other. There's not a segregation of the, the, the men do the strong, muscly work and the girls do the dainty, fairy stuff. That there's a... There's a that there is a... There is a natural equality. Do you aim for that or is that a, a happy byproduct of of what you do? It is a conscious choice. Um, we've picked, we've got um, three women and two men in the company mm. where in a lot of circus companies you see there are maybe six men who throw around, around the one small girl. And so I think that in a way, that's a conscious choice to represent at least in numbers. That's one aspect of it. And when I watched when I watched your show, a little girl was sitting behind me and she said, oh, I've always wanted to be an acrobat. And then there was a little girl. Am I right, Ali? That a little girl came up to you after a show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did she say again? So there was one little girl that came up to me and said, can I feel your muscles? And she picked me out of everyone. And I was like, yeah, I really want this girl to be, to be a feminist. I really yeah. want her to want to be strong and not the dainty weaker sex that she's meant to be the princess type the princess thing. yeah she's a superhero instead yeah that's cool isn't it it's i think you're fun. all superheroes i see in rehearsals and think it's quite amazing what you can do you must love pain you get used to it do you yeah it, it starts to really not really affect you after a while doesn't it we're all masochists at heart like um most people, you know, there's like, what's it called? What's it called? Risk assessments, you know? People like, they they um, try to try to do things in life where you try to avoid pain and you try to avoid injury. But in circus, you try to see how much pain you can take 
and how many injuries you can handle. <laughs> you were also saying yes, or the other day when we were talking um, about the thing with circus as well is that you're on stage quite literally risking your life for people's entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things. <laughs> it's one of the, uh, well, so it's like, so circus is the ultimate uh, performance because um, in circus, not only are you standing on stage in front of uh, 300, 400 people, you know, performing, which of course is a great buzz, but you're performing a feat, a trick that you could literally die doing. So you're risking your life for those people's entertainment. And then sometimes, sometimes you're even trying to make those people laugh at the same time. So it's kind of like ridiculously, dangerously funny. Who's missing this evening? We don't have Paul Bookfast Taylor. No. We have our bookie. No, we don't have our bookie. Can we talk very briefly? Don't go into much detail about his act. So our friend Bucky does a very strange, well, it's a great act. It's a very funny act, but it is quite strange because what he does is he manages to squeeze his entire body. And he's not the fittest looking person in the world. And I don't think it's the sort of body you really, really want to look at. But I love his body, to be honest. <laughs> I love the fact that it's an unusually shaped, uh, different body. Well, we've heard enough about that. That's what circus is about, isn't it? That's another thing. Rebel bodies. That's something else I love about our company is we're... We're not all dainty women and muscular men. Sorry, Ken. <laughs> with some of us has bellies and we've got strong legs and big shoulders. And yeah, that's one of the things I love so much about circus. I think our company does that really well. Yeah, I think you're right. Here, a wise woman once said that um, artists are the oddballs of society and that circus performers are the oddballs of artists. Is, is there truth in that? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're perfectly sane. I mean, of course, we're perfectly sane risking our lives to entertain people. Yeah, for the price of admission. <laughs> perfectly, perfectly sane thing to do Normal with your body. People. <laughs> and who else are we missing? We're missing Tina Machina, who is also co-director of Tumble uh, Circus. Tina Machina, yeah, Tina Machina is the co-founder, co-director of Tumble Circus. Uh, she's from Sweden. Uh, we met like like many many years ago on Grafton Street and set up this company with the ambition of like just turning around doing circus. That's how it started. Yeah. Now she's a mother. <laughs> Who is that? What a fool! Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we also have Grant Goldie. Am I right? Tell us about Grant Goldie, Henrik. Well, Grant Goldie will be in. He will be in the evening. The the party. That's right. The late night part, the one you are hosting. With the best yeah. MC in the world. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe Ken Angelique can tell a bit more what, what it's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Tina is the uh, co-founder of Tumble Circus and uh, she um, uh, she has a, a child with a guy called Grant and they're a couple and they have their own house and stuff and life together. And, and oh, he's also well. a circus performer. So... So one of the things we try to do with our company is to include everybody in our community and our friends and uh, and our close acquaintances in our shows. It's very much a part of circus. Traditional circus is the same, but so we we kind of do that as well. It's very important to us that we try and keep our family and friends close and work with them and uh, support one each other. And so so that's why Grant, who's a very successful solo performer and tours all over the world doing shows, he's on, unreal, unreal performer. Oh, he's yeah. uh, you know, very very talented, and we're very lucky to have him so he gives up his time to perform here in in belfast in our show in our evening shows where he could be performing in cabarets in for Germany a lot of money somewhere else yeah 
because he, he he values spending time with his family and his friends and giving back to his community here in Belfast, um, which we're very much about as well. Like you know, one of the things we really want to do with these shows is to have an alternative uh, show uh, for the people of Belfast. Yeah, it's a it's a circus from Belfast for Belfast people. I think it's great that you actually like one of the things that you pointed out about the equality in our company because I don't think a lot of people actually see that in our work and that kind of disappoints me in a lot of ways that people don't see that but and it takes someone like yourself who's had a lot of experience of looking at theater and dance and who who can see the work that we do and appreciate it for it's like uh gender balance uh, and and the, the politics behind it most people just goes over people's heads they, they don't see it and don't know which is which i'm happy about because we're not trying to be preachy in our shows we're trying to make shows that are um fun and accessible but also do have politics in them where I mean, a lot of our acts are based on political ideas and issues and stuff but most part they're just very stupid <laughs> entertaining and entertaining yeah. and awe-inspiring oh, and you. uplifting yeah that's the idea that's the idea and life-affirming Let's yeah it's about that hope part. you know it's about you know i often say that belfast is very, we travel all over the world and people always often ask us where are we from say belfast and you you see people in their faces with belfast like they recognize the name that some of them will know that there was a war here and la 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 and um and but i always tell them that belfast is a hopeful place it's a place where for for a long long time there was troubles but then two communities decided to stop that and to, to to try and build a better place for their future generations uh, and they struggle to do it but they struggle and they make it work and it's awkward and it's and it's working and it's because of hope it's because people choose to believe in hope and have a hopeful future for their families and their kids so belfast is a really hopeful place on that level like looking at it like that Oh, that's a great way of putting it. That's what I found about. I'm not from Belfast originally either, and I feel like it is a place full of hope. Yeah, and I think it's really exciting that there's a circus company because you're whack. I mean, you're out there. You do tour all over the world. They last month they flew you to Australia. It's not incredible, folks, dear listeners, that they fly them all the way to Australia and you have them right here on your doorstep in Brighter Square. It's interesting putting up a big top in a city as well. We see it over and over again. We can do as much advertising as we want, but as we put up the big top, people turn up and they're, ah, oh, what's this? What's going on? Ah, oh, there's this natural curiosity that comes around it. And there's always this magical idea that comes with this circus tent. So everyone's kind of drawn to this, which is great for us. It's great for us. Everyone comes and chats to us and wants to see what's going on. I guess in that sense, you're much more accessible as an art form than other art forms. Yes, a circus is uh, universally uh, accessible because it's a non-language form piece of uh, entertainment and it's a traditional piece of entertainment that people bring their families to. Like, no one cares that we're called Tumble Circus. All they see is a big top and they go, it's circus. They're coming to see the circus show. They don't care who's in it. You know, There's no famous circus people that they want to see. They just want to go see circus, which is great. For us, it's great. That means we can put our tent up here and go up against all the pantos and stuff and know that people will turn up to see us. They sure will, and that is a perfect way to finish our podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, Tumble Circus. I look forward to being part of your evening cabaret. There's more information on the website. You'll see the link underneath the link to this podcast. Say bye. Bye.